Okay, Che, I just started episode 908, and since you gave a multiple choice question, I'm going to give you an answer. I'm going to vote the desire to withhold cool stuff from your players. Okay, now the theme song's on, so I'm going to go listen to the rest of the episode and see if I'm right. Hello, Rescuers. Just thought I'd do a quick call-in episode. I got, uh, well, 1D6 random call-ins, so I thought I would throw those together and share them. Not least because, well, the first call-in from Jason is likely to be preempted by his own episode, so I'm trying to get this in before he does. Without any further ado, here's the call-ins! Hey, Chase, Spencer here. I really, really enjoyed episode 907, Finding My Blend really insightful stuff and uh um but but what you said um that that phrase you hear that you don't believe the rules don't matter i think you went on to explore what i think people mean when they say that um you know i don't think people are saying they don't care what rules they play but the rules that they like using can be applied to almost anything maybe maybe i'm reaching a little bit there but what what i was thinking about when you said that was that i've been playing call of cthulhu quite a lot recently really enjoying it but the the rules have been probably the knee the least significant element of play and i think it may be a it's a feature of the system that basic role playing um that the they just tend to be ticking along in the background the rules i mean they don't appear to have much impact on on play i know there's the sanity uh mechanism but um uh, while i'm playing i'm very much focused on the shenanigans in hand and i don't think about the rules hardly at all to to the extent that i keep forgetting to tick off the successful skill checks that I make and as a result my character has uh, advanced very little over the past few adventures but um, I, I just you know I'm just so engaged in the play and having a real scream doing that that the, the rules don't matter Hi Trey it's First Age here from Gaming from the First Age I was really impressed with your fluidity, Jay. You're a better GM than I. And I, I, I do agree that um, system matters um, and doesn't fully define what you are wanting to play. That I'd say it goes a, a fair old way in my book. I, I noted you had a number of sort of go-to systems. Uh, they, I'm sure they would generate some varying game effects and styles within a traditional range. So, yeah, I can see where you're going with that. And this, this system fluidity around a setting to best meet your players needs I think is quite something and I think one of the great things about your podcast is it 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 makes you reflect back as to what you're doing and what you know how you're thinking about things and I was reflecting that I think I might be system solid I I mean sure I mean I could pick out various engines to play you know in a particular setting for a particular game but I just reckon I'm not going to. I just don't have your fluidity or I don't perhaps want to engage in that sort of fluidity. And I, I was trying to reflect, well, does this make me less of a GM or 
And I, I wondered why. And I, perhaps this is because I think, increasingly, for me, I may be becoming more player fluid. And, and something about the way the pandemic has opened up online invitations for online play, the dissipation of geographic concerns, leaving only time zones effectively, has opened up my GMing play to a variety of players around the game and setting and system that I really want to run. I mean, mostly though, I'm, I'm basically locked into GMing 4th edition D&D and Pathfinder 2nd edition for long-term play, actually. So um, in that sense, my games are not that fluid either. They're long-running games, and therefore I'm kind of, at the moment, locked in. But the roster of players will revolve around that rather than me changing my games. So my game is the rock around which the river of players flows. Hmm. Yeah. I still think you've got one over on me, though. Rescue! So kicking us off with two fabulous call-ins there. We had First Age, uh, Second, and Spencer, First. So thanks very much, guys, for your call. I really appreciate that. Um, I'm going to sort of comment on Spencer's first, I think. Just say I, I, well, I just appreciated your comments, really. I don't think there's a lot I can add. I tend to agree that with the um, basic role-playing system, I think with the, the quite intuitive d100 rolling and relatively few fiddly bits to worry about in call of cthulhu certainly uh it is actually quite easy to run and you're right as a player you, you tend to get much more focused on the actual investigation um and hopefully on your character first age i wanted to address uh yours in a little bit more detail first of all i'm not sure you've got anything over me as a as a gm in fact i think you, <laughs> It's, it's ironic. I was listening to you talking about your long-running campaigns, you know, Dungeons & Dragons 4th Edition, Pathfinder, and how they're long-running campaigns. You're kind of locked into that, but there's player fluidity around it. You have a lot of players coming and going, you know, nature of online game, I suppose, uh, as you said, sort of during the pandemic. And that's what I would want. That's that's kind of like my dream, that I would have an ongoing game, and hopefully there would be some solid players there. But I'm very open to people coming and going as they need, you know. I've got used to that over the years. And that's actually kind of what I would dream to have, you know, that to be able to run a game like that and kind of lock myself into a world and, and an ongoing story. So I'm kind of jealous of what you're talking about. That being said, I do take your point that um, perhaps my fluidity is a little bit unusual. Maybe I am because I'm just, you know, I've just spent so much money and so much time reading, uh, investing in games and learning about them that um, I, I feel like I want to use them. And maybe that makes me a little bit more... Uh, open but i have to say as i get older it's narrowing and narrowing and narrowing and I, and I just find myself increasingly wanting to play really just a very few systems um so i don't know i don't know whether i'm i just kind of managed to give you a false impression <laughs> anyway i'm pretty jealous of your campaigns and i just want to thank you for calling and talking about them excellent stuff man game on hey shay thank you for that thought process in your mondays and mr mirror game I really enjoyed it, and it really helps, especially today, uh, this July 20th, because I'm running like a birthday game this evening of a game that I've never run before, and uh, some of your points are spot on, to, and they really help me to not um, get so worked up and nervous about it, so thank you. I'm sure you'll hear how the game went at some point, but um, anyway, thanks for being fun to play with and i can't uh wait until we do 
the Cypher System game and continue in our uh, Friday Friday night American Day role-playing. It's a really fun group. Hey Carl, thanks so much for calling in and I'm really glad that I helped in some way in your preparation for your for your special game, your new game, and I hope it went well. And yeah, I've also really been enjoying gaming with you and Arlen and a little bit with Jason um, on Friday night. It's been great. I'm really appreciative of Carl and Arlen running you through something I wouldn't normally play. Um, we've been playing Savage Worlds and the sewer was it um sewer samurai game which has just been great and of course now i'm really looking forward to east texas university that you're going to run so uh, thank you but yeah i mean i guess that's the kind of the point of this podcast for me is i share my struggles uh, in the hope that someone else will benefit from them so this is the perfect kind of reply call for me in that you know obviously i've helped you and i'm really pleased with that and i'm really i'm really grateful that you called to tell me thanks man hey trey jason here i finished 908 and obviously I see I was wrong because the underdog was the correct answer, but I'm going to record a response episode on my show to respond both to your thoughts and what Arlen had to say in his calls. But I think the short answer to your thoughts, why, you know, the exploration and the zero to hero doesn't happen as often is because of the way we play games anymore. If we sat down and said, from August of 2021 to August of 2022, we're going to play one game. We're going to play this continuous game, you know, long-term game. I think more people will be on board with setting expiration, zero to hero, all that. But most of the time when we, and I'm using we collectively, I don't mean we as in you and me. I mean, we as gamers collectively, most of the time when we set up games, well, for the next few months or the next four sessions, we're going to play this game. And then after that, we're going to explore this other game, right? I want to dabble in this system. We're going to try it out and then we'll see what happens. So when we enter it in those kind of more loose, you know, requirements and we enter it knowing that we're playing a shorter term game, I think people want to get higher powered faster and they're not so interested in the, in, they don't want to spend a whole session just, you know, doing social interactions. I mean, some people will, but I think the problem is knowing that there's only four sessions or six sessions or 10 sessions of this game, you know, they're more interested in powering up faster and, and meeting the challenges faster and instead of really just enjoying the rich atmosphere and exploring it, where in a long-term game, you don't have that problem. So I think the issue is more the style play these days as far as having a bunch of short games instead of a long-term game, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Thanks, Jason, for calling in. And it's interesting to place your call against that from first age. It got me reflecting on, is it really the culture of widespread gaming now that we're playing very short games? It certainly is in the little bubble that I'm kind of familiar with. You know, a lot of the uh, roleplay rescue patrons and gamers that I'm, I'm kind of connected to via the RPR Discord... We certainly seem to have a high churn of game turnover, different systems and all that sort of stuff. And I know that was certainly the case when I was a member of the Audio Dungeon Discord as well. There's very much this sort of churn of game systems and talking about system all the time. Very short, relatively short runs, but not exclusively. I mean, I think about Colin's Bike Pit Green, who's run some pretty long-term games of 5th edition and other systems over time. I know that Andy Goodman has run an extremely long Cthulhu campaign. You know, um, I know that there are people running longer games, and so maybe it's just 
because we we tend to look at the world through the the glasses we're wearing as it were if i'm wearing short term you know the belief really you know is that only people want to play short term things and that's what i'll offer maybe that's what i deliver and then it just becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy because when i listen to first stage talking about his long-running game and you know players come and go but essentially that game is solid and going through that is very much happening out there isn't it and I'd be really interested to know what the balance of those two things is, because in social media, I think you get the massive impression that people are, you know, playing a lot of different games and churning over all the stuff. But actually, I'm not sure that the majority of role players out there are engaged in that. I would be curious to find out. But your point is very valid. I think for us, certainly in, in our little bubble, um, this is actually a little bit of a problem. And it's something personally that I would like to break away from. I, you know, Reflecting back to what I said in response to First Age, um, it is my dream to have a longer term game with that sort of group of players, kind of no kind of fixed deadline to it. And um, yeah, I think maybe that's something I need to aspire to over this summer. So thanks very much for the calls, guys. And it's great that, you know, this thing where people call in and we kind of, you know, uh, bring our different perspectives together. That allows us to discover something fresh about the hobby, I think, or at least to consider things in a different way, which is what's so valuable. And that's about it. I just want to say a massive thank you to Spencer, to First Age, to Carl and to Jason for the call-ins today. And I hope that uh, the show this season is, is in de- entertaining and engaging more people. Um, uh, I know that it's um, it's been difficult for me um, it's been difficult for a lot of people out there. I just wish you well, hope you well, and I'll see you again very soon. My name's Che Webster. This is a Roleplay Rescue call-in bonus. I'll see you on the flip side. Game on. Game <laughs> on.